coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. All right, welcome to a very special emergency edition of Buzzed on Movies. Um, well, the Golden Globe nominations came out today, and we're here to give you our first takes on it. I am Matt. And I'm Teddy. This is Buzzed on Movies. All righty. Well, uh, like you said, the Golden Globe nominations dropped today, and so uh, we got some reactions, I think, here. I guess the best way to do it is just uh, going down the list, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um... For uh, best motion picture here, we have uh, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star is Born. Well, that's specifically motion picture drama. Yes, um, right. Oh, We the, also have the musical or comedy category because that's the weird thing about the Golden Globes is that they split everything, which is what, I mean, sometimes results in some of the strangest choices, I think, uh, every year. Uh, for motion picture, musical, or comedy, we also have The Favorite, Crazy Rich Asians, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. Uh, some of this, it's hard to really break down. We haven't seen all of these movies. And um, basically, I mean, Vice hasn't really been seen by very many people yet, uh, things like that. Um, but I will say I wasn't expecting Vice to hit the comedy category necessarily. Um, right. Um, knowing Adam McKay, you know, it's probably going to have some comedic elements, but it does seem like it's sort of towing the line but i mean it's a movie about dick cheney it shouldn't be but so comical i mean it can be funny but it should have some sort of serious thrust to it yeah think. um but like yeah like you said the golden globes is kind of strange with this comedy category the musical comedy category um a lot of years it feels like they just sort of shoehorn movies in there that don't really belong um they don't yeah, really see, yeah they don't really seem to be any like flagrant violations here um they all seem roughly to fit the category but some years like there was a few years ago the tourist was nominated in as best comedy as like that wasn't a comedy at least it wasn't funny. <laughs> I was going to say it was not a successful comedy if that's what it was going for. Yeah. I distinctly recall that year that was a a pretty big I wouldn't say controversy, but it was like a, you know, a talking point for a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, which highlights just sort of the like, I don't know, it's pretty arbitrary. Some of the Golden Globe nominations every year, it's sort of like, oh, I guess somebody just decided today that they wanted to vote for these. Um, some weird like non-entities decide these things. Um, so, um, I mean, there's some, it's interesting that something like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody got drama over musical, for example. Um, I thought that movie was pretty firmly musical but yeah i mean <laughs> if ever there's an opportunity to usually the musical or comedy one is the one where they're really stretching to find five to fit the category that you could easily put bohemian rhapsody in there yeah i mean i mean because the big question that i have then is could you not find a fifth best motion picture drama so you had to choose a musical instead yeah um, uh the cause... drama section is kind of weak <laughs> yeah um, yeah um i really i liked black Klansman and a star is born um haven't seen beale street yet so can't really judge on that but bohemian rhapsody and black panther both seem a little weak for a best motion picture drama category yeah 
I mean, it's not shot. It's complicated because it's the it's like the genre tag that really gets to me with yeah. the Golden Globes every year because I have no problem with something like like Black Panther being nominated for Best Motion Picture makes perfect sense to me. I would be shocked if it's not nominated for Best Picture, you know, at the Oscars coming up. Um, yeah, but it it's the drama tag. I don't know if that really suits it, which I mean, right, leads it I, opens up a bigger question of why they divide it this way. I don't think it. I mean, it really feels like they absolutely just sort of like force out a ton of categories, something like an action movie, which is what Black Panther is. It is an action movie. Uh, It doesn't really seem to fit into either of these categories. Um, You have the same with some other of what I think so far are the best films of the year, like Mission Impossible Fallout was still my favorite movie of the year so far. And it doesn't suit either of those categories. Um, It shuts out the horror genre, which is, of course, not a surprise, but you know it horror can't fit into either any of these that we see here unless it happens to be a horror comedy i guess um right or a horror musical shout out to anna the apocalypse uh do all of it um but you can't i don't know it it really is like a strange system that they've set up where they really limit themselves on what they can nominate without really stretching the limits of you know your imagination here uh, like with the tourist where they clearly needed to pad it so right yeah and and that's partly why i don't really take the globes that seriously they just seem i don't know like they didn't really think it out fully but um they are an important precursor to the oscars Um, absolutely the results of this show are usually fairly predictive as to who's going to win the oscar so right it's interesting to look at um who gets nominated since this is like the first major show that we're seeing the nominees of. Right. Right. I mean, this is definitely at least a pretty good taste of what's to come for who's going to be nominated up in upcoming awards shows. I think a lot of, especially the acting categories are probably what we can expect. Um, I mean, there's mm-hmm. some surprises I, I think worth mentioning. Um, I think a lot of people thought Viola Davis would be nominated um, for widows. Right. Uh, and right. she was not, um so that was kind of surprising um yeah so for uh best actress in a motion picture we have uh glenn close for the wife lady gaga for a star is born nicole kidman for destroyer melissa mccarthy for can you ever forgive me and rosamund pike for a private war right so i haven't seen all of those uh, admittedly i've seen i've seen three of them so I've seen Glenn Coe's Lady Gaga and Melissa McCarthy. I have not seen Nicole Kidman's role in Destroyer, and I haven't seen A Private War. Yeah. So I can't really speak to those. But I will say, I mean, I think we all expected Lady Gaga to get the nomination, and of course, probably yeah. she has already clinched the win, if I had to guess. She's definitely the favorite anyway. Yeah, yeah, she's the one to beat. Um, she's the only one that I've seen out of that category so far, but I'm definitely trying to see... Uh, can you ever forgive me before it leaves the theaters? Um, I don't know if any of these others are still around, but um, I'm probably going to end up uh, trying to see them when I do my big Oscar push in the spring. I really, really want to see Destroyer. I've heard really good things, especially about Nicole Kidman's performance. So it was not surprising to me that she got that nomination, but I wish I had seen it so I could speak to whether or not I felt it was deserved. Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me is a really, really good performance. I think she's mm-hmm. probably the dark horse 
runner up here she does have a shot if somebody decides lady gaga is too obvious and doesn't want to vote for her or something but i still think lady gaga is gonna win yeah yeah she's definitely the obvious favorite um so moving on to best actor we have bradley cooper for a star is born uh willem dafoe for at eternity's gate lucas hedges for boy erased rami malek for bohemian rhapsody and John David Washington for Black Klansman. Um, I can't say I'm surprised by any of these. I haven't seen Willem yeah. Dafoe in it at Eternity's Gate yet, but the rest yeah. are all pretty spot on. Even for all my qualms about Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami Malek getting the nomination seems right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, even though like we both thought that movie was sort of underwhelming, like his performance is definitely uh, top notch and uh, definitely something that should be considered award worthy. Um, I've also haven't seen it at Eternity's Gate, but um, I I did notice that at the theater recently, so I might have to check that out now. I didn't know whether it was going to be anything special or not, but this is sort of reminding me of last year, where um, the only uh nomination that a Florida project got at the Oscars was for Willem Dafoe's acting. Um, I wonder if we're going to see a similar situation here, where uh, Willem Dafoe's basically carrying this movie through award season seems possible do you know who directed at eternity's gate by chance it is not something uh, i'm i'm familiar with no I, I just okay i know that it's a movie about uh van gogh but right that's, that's pretty much all i know yeah okay i'd heard good things about his performance though so again not really a surprise that he got the nomination there and willem dafoe is always good i would say yeah but i um, I, I haven't seen it so i can't speak to it i don't really know who I expect to take away the win here. I don't think Bradley Cooper has enough push behind him from A Star is Born to really be like a surefire win, even though A Star is Born is the favorite in most categories that it's up for, probably. Right. I don't think he's a clear runaway, but I don't think any of the others are clear, I don't know, competition either. Lucas Hedges and Boy Race maybe is up there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little surprised we don't have a Ryan Gosling nomination for First Man. I would think that would be Bradley Cooper's strongest contender, but no such right. luck. I feel like that movie's not getting as much attention as we might have thought. Um, no, not. Sur- so I mean, far. it didn't get enough as much attention as we all thought at the box office either. So I guess right. it seems yeah. uh, about about fair. Mm-hmm. They do tend to. I wouldn't say they only go with what's did well, but the golden globes have always been about movies that are popular and that people recognize easily. Although this year, I mean, some of these movies have not, I wouldn't say most of my friends are familiar with something like at eternity's gate or a private war. So, right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, the movies that most people see are most likely to get nominated because let's be honest. Um, not all the people voting will have seen all the movies. Well, of course not. Um, there's definitely an advantage to having a movie that's been widely shown and widely seen. Right. Right. All right. So, um, so that wraps up the drama categories. Uh, we already discussed best motion picture musical or comedy, I guess, sort of. Um, yeah. Uh, we briefly touched on that. Uh, Vice is one of those nominations. Um, and I think they maybe lead the nominations overall. I, I know they got six. Yeah. Um, they actually are the most nominated film this year. So that's um yeah quite a strong reaction there. Um I'll definitely be for, interested to see that one. 
Right. I was going to say, it makes me interested to see the movie where I wasn't necessarily interested before. I think it's hard for anyone to really comment that movie hasn't been wide released yet. So nobody has really seen it to comment on it for the most part, other than some critics, you know? Right. And it can definitely, it can definitely go either way too. Like I remember a few years ago, uh, American hustle was nominated for a ton of awards. I was like, what? I wasn't even thinking about going to see that. And I did, and it was really nothing special. So Mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, I don't know why it got all those nominations, but sometimes weird stuff happens like that. You never know. American hustle was just riding on the coattails of its director and cast's previous success. Yep. Uh, that was not a good movie. So <laughs> I don't understand where that all of that came from either. Yeah. But, um, uh, crazy rich Asians is good. Um, if I that, had to vote, I would, my vote would go with crazy rich Asians, but I don't think it's necessarily a strong winner here. I feel like Mary Poppins returns is the Mary Poppins returns or vice are probably the, the top winner right. like options here. I think that one of those are going to win. And it just depends on if the voters are feeling more nostalgia or haha politics. Right. I feel like um once I see the favorite, that will probably be a strong contender in my mind at least. But um I don't know if it'll be the same for the Hollywood Foreign Press. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not so sure that Yorgos Lanthimos is really up their alley necessarily. Uh, it's a he's different a, type of comedy sometimes, but it's we'll not see. exactly a household name either. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Although after the Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer, most who know movies are familiar with his work. So true, true. Um, yeah. So moving on to. Um, in the comedy category, the best actress award. Um, we have Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins returns, Olivia Coleman for the favorite, uh, Elsie Fisher for eighth grade, Charlize Theron for Tully and Constance Wu for crazy rich Asians. All right. Well, I can't say, I mean, I haven't seen all of these. I do think the I don't know I I would guess that the front runner here is again Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns could mm-hmm. be wrong though I I think there's a strong case to be made for probably Elsie Fisher in eighth grade although I don't know yes. if it's going to get enough attention but that was a great movie and she was really really wonderful in it so she I would was, love to see her get that yeah, she was phenomenal and um, it's always great to see um, a young actor or actress like really holding their own uh, with some of the greats and I think she put on a fantastic performance really uh captured um a lot of attention when that movie came out so uh it'll be interesting to see if she um if she wins this yeah absolutely i would love to see constance Wu win something too but unfortunately i don't think crazy rich asians is the type of movie that this uh this group is going to go for for pushing awards so i'm not sure if i can expect her to win here but i would love it if she did so my vote is with Elsie or Constance Wu. Right. Okay. Um, then for best actor for musical or comedy, we have Christian Bale. Uh, oh, we have. Uh, oh, uh, uh, we have Christian Bale for Vice. We have um, Lin Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns. Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Robert Redford for The Old Man and the Gun. And John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie. I know absolutely nothing about Stan and Ollie. It, for the most part, I've done very light reading on it, so I can't comment on that. Is that the uh, Laurel and Hardy movie? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh-huh. That's pretty much all I know. Yep, so, same. 
I think uh, Christian Bale might be the clear runaway winner here. Yeah. Just because everybody's reactions to him in the trailer seems to point towards a lot of love for Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Christian Bale in yet another um, crazy transformation has apparently once again gained quite a bit of weight. And also, I suspect, probably committed a few war crimes just to get into character as um, former Vice President Dick Cheney. There's no other way to get into character as Dick Cheney, Mm -hmm. unless we're talking shooting uh, your hunting companion. Uh, Yes, of course. Also an option. Have to go shoot at least a couple people um, to really really feel the soul of the character. Um, But yeah, he definitely... <laughs> I, I was gonna say if it's not Christian Bale, I do think um Lynn Manuel Miranda and Robert Redford are both gonna give him a run for his money in this category. Uh Miranda is just always charming and this movie looks Absolutely. pretty good. Uh Mary Poppins Returns. And Robert Redford has said that he's retiring from acting, so you know, this would be a good time to give him an award. Um so Oh yeah. They do uh well, I mean the Academy does. I don't know as much about the Hollywood foreign press, but award shows in general like to recognize an actor on his way out. Correct. So there's every chance. I mean, Christian Bale probably will win, but it definitely wouldn't be. It shouldn't shock anyone if he doesn't win, is what right. I would say there. Okay. Uh, moving on to the supporting nominations. We have Amy Adams for Vice. Claire Foy for First Man, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Wise for The Favorite. Well, here what you see is The Favorite pulled a really smart trick by uh, by putting Olivia Coleman up for just Best Actress so that they could get virtually their entire main cast nominated yeah. <laughs> for an acting performance, which is pretty awesome. So that's exciting for them. I haven't seen the movie yet, but it does make me more excited to see it. What seeing all all of their lead trio nominated here. Yeah, I don't um, really know what I expect here, though. I haven't seen Vice, The Favorite, or If Beale Street Could Talk yet, so I can't really say who I think is the best. I will say I'm kind of surprised Claire Foy got nominated for First Man. Not really anyone's favorite part of that movie, so I was a little confused by that one. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these movies, so I can't really make any judgments. But right. I do think that having two nominees for the favorite definitely gives them the edge here. Right. Uh, yeah, I would love to see Regina King win personally. I just love Regina King. I haven't seen If Beale Street Could Talk yet, but I think she's awesome. And everything I've heard is that she's great in If Beale Street Could Talk yet. So, all right, we'll see what happens. And then um, for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, we have uh, Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful yeah. Boy, Wonderful. Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Well, first, uh, first of all, the obvious, um, favorite of the pod, Timothy Chalamet, is nominated <laughs> for Beautiful Boy. Um, absolutely I, I might venture to call him a friend of the pod I know he doesn't know it yet but I think he's a friend of the pod he will be a friend of the pod if he's he not already a friend of the pod um, he was quite fantastic in call me by your name um, he's 
put out some other stuff since then, but this is really his uh, his next big dramatic push, I would say. Absolutely. So I think he stands a good chance. Um, Adam Driver was good in Black Klansman, and I have not seen any of the other ones, but Sam Rockwell looks pretty damn good as George W. Bush in those Vice trailers. So, Yeah, I think overall this is a pretty strong category, and I don't think there's a clear winner. Yeah, it seems like anyone's game to me. Yeah, anyone could walk away with this. I think they all probably turned out great performances. So it'll be interesting to see who wins because uh, that'll probably be a good indicator of what's happening in the the Oscars coming up because uh, most of the... I, I think a good number of these are going to get the nomination in the Oscars as well. So, Right. Okay, and now we're on to uh, the animated Best Picture. Um, the nominees are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mireille. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mireille. Mm. Ralph Breaks know. the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Well, I think we can all say safely that Incredibles 2 is probably leading this category here. Yep. Per usual, Pixar. Pixar I mean, always has the edge at awards time. Yeah. Um, I don't think Isle of Dogs is really a strong enough contender, even though it's a Wes Anderson film, to really give it much competition. It was a fine movie, but it wasn't a... It wasn't an excellent movie, so I don't think yeah. it's it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna win here. Uh, however, I do think the new Spider-Man has a chance here. I think it could be a dark horse contender that could come through and and beat Pixar for a change. That could be a pretty interesting pick. The trailers look really good for that. Yeah, I'm I'm personally very excited about it, and all of the early reviews are really really great for it. So I do think it has a chance here. If anyone's going to be uh, a Pixar movie in this category, it's going to be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse this year. Right. So we'll see. All right. Um, then for best foreign language motion picture, um, we have Capernaum, Girl, wait, Capernaum? I think Capernaum. Well, I keep we wanting have... to say Capernaum, but I don't know. That sounds like Copernic. I, I feel like it's wrong. It's, it's got to be Capernaum. Capernaum, all right. Girl, Never Look Away, Roma, and Shoplifters. Um, again, this is one I haven't seen any of these, so I don't have any personal opinions, but I know that Roma um, has been getting a lot of hype. Uh, I've also heard some good things about Shoplifters. Right. Uh, so mm, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I unfortunately haven't seen any of them either, so I can't really comment on on what they what should win yeah but i'm interested so i'll try to see most of these and the as soon as i possibly can depending on when they screen here yeah yeah definitely looking forward to roma soon i think that's coming to dc uh next week so I'm yeah we've had roma at a few theaters here and i just haven't had a chance to get out to it uh so i'm gonna try to really really soon however i don't think the rest of these have been here any time yet um, i'm sure if they have it's probably been limited engagements that i missed it yeah so. um all right best director big one um we have bradley cooper for a star is born alfonso Cuarón for roma peter farrelly for green book spike lee for black klansman and adam mckay for vice well, I think it's safe to say, uh, as with most A Star is Born nominations here, Bradley Cooper is probably the front runner. Yeah. He whether, has or a... not, 
we like it. I mean, I do like it. I thought he was good, but Mm -hmm. he was a good director for that one. Yeah, I thought it was well done. Um, is this this was his first uh, movie directing, right? This was his directorial debut. Right. Yeah, I thought it was quite a good movie for his first one, and I, um, yeah, could definitely walk away with the award. Yeah, I do think, uh, of course, Alfonso Cuarón for Roma does stand a chance here. Uh, Sp- Spike Lee had his best movie in a while with Black Klansman, so that's also you know a, a safe option. I will say seeing Peter Farrelly having a nomination for best director is like (laughs) personally mortifying to me. Yeah. I've seen shallow Hal, and I got to (laughs) say like that just upsets me. Shallow Hal needs a gal. Oh gosh. (laughs) I can't believe that. Mm -mm. (laughs) So, you know, good for him. He's really, he's rising, I guess. He's coming up in the world. He's turning around. Just how you go from directing Shallow Hal and Dumb and Dumber to getting a Golden Globe nomination for hey, Best Director. Dumb and Dumber is an American classic. Don't ever say that sentence on this podcast again. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber for the National Film Registry. <laughs> Wait, is it not already in there? That's it's honestly happening. shocking to me. <laughs> I don't know if it is. It should be. Does it even qualify yet? It has to be like a certain amount of time. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how old it has to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure that it's possible, but I would be shocked if Dumb and Dumber doesn't eventually make it. So don't worry. I think you're fine. Yeah. It's just jarring to see Peter Farrelly's name there. Peter Farrelly is a much maligned director in my eyes. So <laughs> here he is getting a nomination. Yeah. Well, good on you, Peter Farrelly. I guess like at a certain point you have to like award progress, right? Like you have come so far. We right. must at least just nod towards you. Hello. I mean, he's not winning this category, so it's not. <laughs> There's, I mean, I'd say of all of these directors here, he has the far and away least chance of winning. Just you wait. Just you wait for Golden Globe winning director Peter. I know. Farrell. I it's I once said that Crash had the least chance of winning Best Picture. So, okay. what do I know? <laughs> well, it really should have had the least chance. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a whole uh, other whole other conversation for another day yeah all right um so for best screenplay we have alfonso Caron for roma uh deborah davis and tony mcnamara for the favorite barry jenkins for if beale street could talk adam mckay for vice and peter Farrelly, nick Vallelonga, and brian curry for green book well Again, we've got um, Alfonso Caron making yeah. his multiple talents known. Absolutely. Uh, I think that he has a strong chance there. Also, uh, Adam McKay for Vice could be good. I think uh, the the favorite has a chance here, too. It's, right. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but from what I can tell, its script is witty and the dialogue is really strong and sharp. So I think that... You know, I think that makes it a strong contender here. Yeah. Okay. Um, strange category to me. It, none of these movies. I mean, the ones I've seen here. Well, I guess I've only. I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> yeah. So I can't really say. I just think that there are some. I guess we can talk about snubs later. It just seems like there's some strange oversights in the the best screenplay category here. But right. And. Um, you know, we apologize for not having seen a good chunk of these movies, but the fact of the matter is a lot of these aren't even out yet. 
Yeah, so, a lot of these movies have not had a major release yet, so it's hard to have seen some of these. Yeah, so if you've got industry connections or access to screeners, you've probably seen these already, but we're stuck with the good old American cinema. Right. And uh, yeah, that's how I like it anyway. Yeah. But um, all right, moving on for best original score. Um, we have Marco Beltrami for A Quiet Place, Alexandre Desplat for Isle of Dogs, Ludwig Goransson for Black Panther, Justin Hurwitz for First Man, and Mark Shaman for Mary Poppins Returns. Well, first of all, that category gave my pronunciation quite a workout. Uh, Best original score always does. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> uh, uh, a Quiet Place, I think. Um, well, having not seen Mary Poppins Returns, I'm sure the music in that is great. Um, but but it's going to be a very different type of score than right. some of these other ones. It's going to be a, a Disney score. Yeah. Uh, a Quiet Place, uh, of the ones I've seen, is uh, my pick for that category i think i'm 100 percent in agreement with you i have no way of knowing which way uh <laughs> the golden globes is gonna go with this sort of category but um i the score for a quiet place is excellent it's astounding to me so i mm-hmm. absolutely think it's deserving if not i don't really know who i'd expect to win here um i don't think isle of dogs was alexander desplat's best work so i'd be shocked if he won for that but mm-hmm. Black Panther and First Man, their scores didn't really stand out to me. So that would also seem strange. Right. Okay. Um, then for best original song, we have All the Stars for Black Panther, Girl in the Movies from Dumplin', <laughs> Requiem for a Private War from A Private War, Wow, Revelation from Boy Erased, and shallow from a star is born we don't even need to talk about this category yeah. i'm pretty I sure mean, i think shallow is by far the front runner for this one um i a it song, would be astounding if anything else won this award. The song that basically became a hit before the movie even came out it became uh, a hit the moment the trailer dropped yeah before we'd even heard the whole song, people all we knew was that Gaga wails in it, and we were on board every single one of us. We're yeah. Like, okay, yeah, count me in. Yeah, I think there's pretty much a rule that if your song is already a meme before the movie comes out, then you're probably going to win the award. Yeah. Um, other noteworthy entries here: um, Revelation from Boy Raced. That was the song that we both really liked that we discussed yeah. on our, our last episode about Boy Raced. Great song. Um, very good song um very chill and yeah um you're right it is very chill girl in the movies from dumplin so this is the first one that wasn't a foreign film that i haven't even heard of have you heard of this movie dumplin yeah dolly parton did some music for it very familiar with it uh so yeah uh dolly parton released a a cover or not a cover but a new take on jolene for it uh it's 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 uh done with some really intense like string orchestra so check it out it's very dramatic she also released a duet with miranda lambert for it so so she did this song uh i don't know Uh, if she did this song i haven't heard the whole soundtrack but honestly probably let me i can find out real quick yeah i mean if that is her then that's obviously a um 
a strong contender. Yeah. Right. It's also Jennifer Aniston is in this movie. It, it does look like a, it could be a good movie. So the, so I do believe Dolly Parton did a lot of the music. So girl. Yeah, no, that was, that was her. Cool. It's Dolly. Right. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, best song always has some unusual entries. Um, once again, we're talking Oscars, but a couple years ago, it was the only nomination for um, Fifty Shades of Grey, which now <laughs> we get to see Academy Award nominated film Fifty Shades of Grey. Deserved every bit of that. Oh, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, not not as great as Academy Award winner Suicide Squad kill me now everyone's favorite academy award winner i Um, mean i will say though this year the best original song none of them are coming from movies that otherwise i'd be surprised to see them nominated for awards they're all pretty much expected nominees yeah except maybe dumplin i don't know if dumplin i don't know i mean i don't know enough about the reception to this film to say whether or not it's deserving of awards but right well, and uh, the only categories left are TV. We don't talk about that garbage. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I I find I do find it kind of confusing that this is a combined award show for uh, movies and TV. Are any other major award shows like that? No, uh, this is really the only one. I think it's strange too. It doesn't seem to make sense to me, but. I don't know. I I don't have the time to keep up with both movies and TV in the way that I keep up with movies. So right, I yeah. just couldn't imagine trying to put on an award show that dealt with both because there'd be half of the show. I'd be like, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I find it hard enough to keep up with the films that are nominated. But imagine like trying to watch a substantial amount of all of these different TV series. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I looked through the list of the TV shows, and I've only seen a couple of them, probably. So, I know like the good place, and that's about it. So, a lot harder to be fully knowledgeable about TV. There's just a million TV shows. I try to watch, uh, the best ones that I can that I'm interested in, but I'm always uh, there's not enough time in the day, you know. No, and we're in peak TV era, so right, just so much good TV out there. Well, overall, what are your thoughts about the Golden Globe nominations? Any uh, thing that really shocked you here? Um, well, like I think we mentioned already, um, it was a little surprising how many nominations uh, there were for Vice. Um, so that definitely points towards it being at least a passable movie, probably even a good one. Uh, but we'll see. That one's coming out soon. Um, I was glad to see Lucas Hedges get that nomination for uh, Best Actor because we definitely highly praised his performance in the last episode. And um, he stood out uh, in that film in a big way, I thought. Absolutely. I think that was super deserved. Uh, I guess to me, um, some of the, the biggest shocks to me were as always, just the lack of horror representation here. Uh, I do think we had a good year for horror, but we don't see Tony Collette here. Right. Uh, she'd got nothing yeah. for Hereditary. Hereditary got nothing, period. But I at least, ex- I mean, I'm not shocked that anything, that nothing else from Hereditary got nominated because 
this is an awards show and they don't treat horror well, but Tony Collette's performance was pretty universally praised. So I, yeah. I am surprised by that. Uh, I'm surprised that score is what a quiet place is getting nominated for. I mean, it had a good score, but yeah. it also had great direction and some good performances and was overall a good horror film. So oh, that should have been a direction nominee. I mean, that film was so innovative and original. Um, I've, barely ever seen an audience react to um the storytelling in a film that way like the the audience was just so quiet the entire time they picked up on it so quickly and everyone just knew to be super quiet and it that it was a moment that i thought it was really important to see in the theater just how well that film connected with the audiences. So yeah, I definitely think that would have been a good pick for best director. Um, if we had to throw someone out of that category, uh, I think, you know, who it would be, we already discussed it, but <laughs> honestly, it seems like an obvious choice to me, but we I can't believe. So we can't necessarily knock him out, but yeah, come on, let's give John Krasinski a shot. Yeah, he would have deserved it. This was his his big debut, and I definitely think he deserved uh, some some love for that. But again, uh, I guess some of it boils down to their divide between musical comedy and drama. So, right, maybe it, they didn't think it could fit into any of the best picture categories. Yeah, horror always kind of gets the shaft as far as award shows are concerned. You're right, but I'm but, never going to stop being mad about it. So. Yeah. It's just the name of the game. Yep. And and we're really in a like a renaissance of horror right now. And it, you'd hardly know it to look at the stuff that's getting nominated. You'd have no idea. But it's like, it's crazy. You look back at the past like year and a half or so and A Quiet Place and It had some of the, some, some really big numbers. Halloween 2018 put up some huge numbers. Oh, yeah. Hereditary. I mean, got crazy amounts of good buzz and none of that is represented ever. I, and it's not going to be so. Yeah. We and need a, the, a bummer. Yeah. We need a proper horror award show. I'm sure there's one out there. Of course we, there need, are. we need like a big mainstream one to come out. When was the last time any sort of horror one. was nominated for anything big? Hmm. Huh. Uh, uh, we'll get out last year. Oh yeah, get out. Of course, yeah. yeah. Get out got nominations, but again, like, and I loved Get Out, but I think it got more nominations off the back of being a uh, first of all politically relevant, but also a little more on the drama side of horror. Like the um, the award show panels are a lot more likely to nominate a horror film that verges towards being more of a drama. Uh, right not that it wasn't a horror film because that's another thing that people say whenever a horror film becomes successful they start describing it as a drama um, right and it definitely was a horror film but you can also see how they selected it more for its drama elements than its horror elements i would say right you know in the course of history there have been six horror movies nominated for best picture at the oscars wow six really six. and those and some of those are dubious on whether or not we want to ever even consider them horror. I mean, you've got some like The Exorcist and Jaws. Uh, 
that seem pretty obvious. Although I would contend that Jaws is not strictly speaking a horror film. Jaws is kind of hard to categorize. It I, is. I mean, Jaws is a great film and it deserved a, a nomination. Uh, the Silence of the Lambs has a nomination again. Yeah, I, I would. It's horror adjacent. I'm not sure it's a horror film. It's more of a mystery with some horror I, elements. I call it a I, see. I call it a horror film. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a mystery, but there's plenty of mystery. I mean, there is horror involved. Horror. Yeah. But I'm not sure that to me it's a horror film. Yeah. But well, that's just me. Yeah, but you can you can definitely see the type of horror film they like to nominate. Like yeah. uh, a like a true strong horror is like never gonna get the nomination, even if it's no. fantastic. Like Hereditary, I think is a perfect example. It's a through and through horror movie. It's fantastic. It's like universally acclaimed. Um, so if ever there was to be a like a true horror to get that nomination, that might be the one. But uh, I know it's not looking good. I know the rest of the horror nominees for Best Picture include The Sixth Sense and Black Swan and Get Out. I I don't know. Strange choices that they've made. I would Just love see- to see Hereditary get a nomination, but and I would definitely call Black Swan a psychological thriller or drama. Yeah. It that, it definitely has very strong horror elements, but it's not. Yeah. It's got a little body horror and you know some psychological horror, but right, it's very right. drama oriented. Yes. Out of those, the the purest horror is definitely The Exorcist. That is a right. through and through all out horror film. Yeah. So yeah, that's so that's the one, and that's right? also the earliest. So it's the one time the Oscars really went out there. But here and we are. You know, the only one of those that has ever won Best Picture. Yeah. Is uh, Silence for my birth year. Mm-hmm. Good move. Yeah. I just, it, it's like shocking to think about like Halloween 1978 was not nominated uh, for Best Picture. That's crazy. Yeah. It's one of the most influential films ever made. And it did not get a nomination for Best Picture. Yeah, but that just shows you, you know, like these things are a little more forward looking than they should be, maybe. I don't know. Or not forward looking enough, maybe. Right. They're not at all forward looking. That's the that's the problem. Yeah. Um if you if you went back through like all the nominees or all the even all the winners for the Academy Awards, like a bunch of them people don't even think about these days. Of course. Um, and there's plenty of fantastic movies that really enter the conversation that um didn't even get nominated when they came out that's crazy to think about that yeah so the number it, of them it's about standing the test of time and uh who's the most influential down the line right all right well um do you have any final thoughts on these nominations no uh just that you know it makes me want to see some of those movies that i've missed so far uh, to see what I really think about the, all of these categories. I'm excited for award season to continue. Uh, I'm interested in seeing who the Oscars ultimately nominate down the road. So, yeah. Hopefully, makes me start wanting to see these movies now so that when the Oscar nominations are released, I uh, am not super behind. Right. Yeah. We are always, I always feel like I'm playing catch up when the nominations come out. So, hopefully, I'll get ahead of it this year. Right. Um, 
Yeah, and certainly we're going to be discussing award season a lot more as things develop. So um, just keep an ear out for that. Uh, And also keep an ear out for our regular scheduled episode next week. We just sort of did a little one-off emergency broadcast this week. Um, Maybe we'll do more of these as um, breaking news develops. We'll see. Yeah. Alrighty. uh, Yeah. Until next time, uh, we'll see you at the movies. See you at the movies.